This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Let's imagine that everywhere, everyone in this room today is a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, let me just say that if you are not, you are welcome here always. I pray that your path is clear and you can follow it closely. But for now, let's assume we are all followers of Jesus Christ. Let me ask the most important question. What is the worst sin any of us can commit as a follower of Christ? Of course, I'm assuming that we are not going to murder someone or commit adultery or rob a bank. What then is the worst thing we can do as a follower of Jesus Christ? Think about that for a moment. Jesus told a parable a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up soil? Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, <clears throat> then I'll cut it down. Now let me ask you this question again in the light of this text. As a follower of Jesus Christ, what is the worst sin you could commit? Yeah. The answer is, the worst sin you commit is to do nothing. Doing nothing, or in this case not bearing fruit, is the quickest way to disqualify you from the kingdom of God. You remember the story of the two men who were talking about their friendship. One of them said, we've been friends for 25 years and there's nothing we wouldn't do for each other. And the other man said, and that's what we've been doing for one another for 25 years. Absolutely nothing. As a follower of Jesus, that's the worst thing you can do in the light of the, of the parable of the fig tree. Nothing. Remember Jesus' parable of the sheep and the goats? What was the decisive factor between the sheep going into the kingdom of God and the goats being thrown into a lake of fire? What did the goats do that was so terrible? They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. In Matthew 25, the king says to the goats, I was hungry, and you gave me what? You gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me what? Nothing to drink. Sick and in prison, and you did what? You didn't visit me. In other words, you had a chance to minister to me when I was at my worst, and you did what? Nothing. Then he speaks those, uh, then he speaks those devastating words. When you did it not, when you did it not for the least of these, you did it not to me. In Luke 16, there's another of Jesus' memorable stories. It was about a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury. At his gate lay a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat from uh, what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side in heaven. The rich man also died but he didn't go to heaven. Instead, he found himself in Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. Why did the rich man end up in such a, in such a state? There's no evidence that he ever did anything wrong except for one. He did nothing. There was a poor man lying literally at his gate, and he did nothing to help. 
so often in Jesus' teaching, this is the sin that condemns people, not something desperately foul that they did, but something noble and good that they neglected to do. In Matthew 25, just before the parable of the sheep and goats, we find another well-known parable of a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one one bag. Then he went on his journey. The men who had received the five bags, the man who received the five bags of gold went uh, at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold. But the man who had received one, one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid the master's money. Uh. After a time, the man returned and settled accounts with the servants. The men who had received five bags of gold bought, uh, brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrust me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Well done, good and faithful servants, said the master. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The same scenario played out with the servant who was given two bags and earned two bags more. The master was intensely pleased. But then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered uh, seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. What was his master's re uh, reaction? Not so good. You wicked, lazy servant, he said. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not uh, scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the, to the one who has ten bags, said the master, and throw that worthless, worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's easy to feel sorry for this poor guy. After all, he was probably a pretty nice guy. But... Being a nice guy or a nice lady isn't nearly as important as making your life count for something. And how do you make your life count? By using what you, have, what you have for God's glory and making the world a better place. I could keep going on with this theme, uh, this theme right through uh, dinner and beyond. I can see that some of you are worried I'm going to do so. For example, Remember the story of the rich young ruler who turned back uh, rather than giving up his wealth and following Jesus? By his own admission, he had kept all the commandments from his youth. Uh, from his youth. But when the opportunity came for him to make, his, to make his life count, he turned back. He was a good man, but pardon the slang, he was good for nothing. Or, or the priest. Sounds just keep going, huh? Or the priest and the Levite on the, Jer on the Jericho road who passed by on the other side and uh, left the poor man who had been beaten and robbed lying there bleeding on the side of the road. What was their sin? They had an opportunity to help someone in need and they did nothing. I believe it is the most consistent theme in Jesus' teachings. Yes, there are sins of the flesh. Yes, there are sins that will fill our lives with guilt and shame the sin of which most of us is guilty, the sin that threatens to keep us out of the kingdom of God is a sin of omission. It is the sin of doing nothing when we have the opportunity for doing something productive, 
something that will help someone in need, something that will glorify God. Now, I've tilted this sermon, the great, I'm sorry, I've titled this sermon, The Greatest Sin. Someone's going to say to me, I, I thought that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was the greatest sin. Now, I would ask you, what greater blasphemy against the Holy Spirit could there be than to say you are a follower of Jesus Christ and to never bear witness to that fact by living a Christ-like life? Amen. But you ask, didn't St. Paul warn us against depending on works righteousness for our salvation? He did. But you need to understand that Paul's teachings, to a great extent, grew out of his futile struggle as a Pharisee to keep all the rules of his faith. He discovered that trying to keep all those rules only made him miserable. It did not save him. When he talked about the law which weighed him down, he was not talking about the law of Christ, which we call the great commandment. He never meant that we were to ignore the teachings of Christ concerning bearing the fruit of love. He knew that this is, that, uh, this is what the great commandment is all about. You can't love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself and sit idly by when a fellow human being, regardless of who they may be, needs help. So Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard. And he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up my soil? And he was talking about us as if we were not bearing fruit. What kind of fruit? St. Paul himself in Galatians 5 talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a good beginning. But caring for the down and out tops the list, according to Jesus' teachings. Caring for those who are sick those who are troubled, those who are lonely, those who are in trouble. Bearing fruit is something that all of us can do. We don't have to have a university degree. We don't have to be gifted in terms of leadership or technical abilities or gifted as speakers. All we need is Christ's heart, giving us sensitivity to the needs of others and the willingness to serve. When Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was doing research on her famous book on death and dying, she came across the story of an African-American woman, a member of a certain hospital's maintenance crew. The woman spent her day cleaning floors, emptying waste baskets, tidying up. The hospital staff began to notice that each time she finished cleaning the room of a dying patient, that person was invariably, invariably more content, happier, and at peace. Dr. Kluber-Ross interviewed her to find out why. The woman said that she had known a lot of fear and tragedy in her life as well as good times when others helped her know of God's love. She'd been up and she'd been down the mountain. The worst time was when her three-year-old son was ill with pneumonia. She brought him to the public health clinic and he died in her arms while she waited her turn. All of this could have embittered her, but it gave her a heart for helping others who were in distress like she had been at that time in life. She said to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, you see, doctor, the dying patients are just like old acquaintances to me, and I'm not afraid to touch them. 
to talk to them or to offer them hope. Some of you may be familiar with the uh, singer Bono of the band U2. Since 1985, Bono and his wife, Ollie, have been working for underprivileged people around the world, especially in Africa. Bono recalls an incident that really affected his thinking about his responsibility to the world. In 1985, he and Ali spent one month living in Ethiopia near a feeding station. When a man walked up to Bono and thrust his baby son into Bono's arms, saying, you take my son, he'll live if you take him. Bono thought to himself, how deep could a country's suffering be that a father would give up his son to a stranger if it might save his son's life. At this point, Bono and Ali, Bono and Ali realized that they could not go back to the complacency in which they had once lived. Bono understood that to be confronted with such misery required that he do something. I don't know how many people worldwide that Bono has helped since that awakening I'm sure it's in the thousands, perhaps the millions. You and I don't have the kinds of opportunities that Bono has. But even if we help only one person, according to Christ, it will not go unrewarded. But, but notice something quite interesting in the story of the fig tree. I realize that a sermon like this can be quite guilt-inducing if you take it seriously. I myself experience that guilt. But notice there's a note of grace in this story. The owner of the barren fig tree says to the man who takes care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? The caretaker replies, sir, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. That's interesting, don't you think? The caretaker asks the master for one more year before he cuts it down. This act introduces a note of grace into the story. Pastor Jerry Flurry says that he once worked in an insurance industry. The, that, in, that intru, in that industry, there is a, what is known as a grace period. Now, a grace period is defined as the additional period of time a lender or an insurance policy issuer provides for a borrower to make past due payments on a debt without penalty. Pastor Fleury says, I believe that there are a number of Christians living in their spiritual grace period. And that is probably true of most of us. We can look over our lives and see plenty of opportunities we have had to do the right thing, the loving thing for others, things that would have brought God glory. Fortunately, Christ is not interested in cutting us down like a barren fig tree. What he wants is for us to examine our hearts and ask ourselves during our grace period if we are living our best life or are we just taking up room on this planet? Christ used his grace period to redeem us from sin and death. Are we using our grace period to reach out to others? May God help us to do so. Amen. Right, let's be seated for the announcements and see how this goes. I think I might be doing these by, by memory, won't I? Is it going to run? It's going to. It's just going to take the time. Well, you know what? I'm going to move on without them. Nope, hey, that's a start. Okay. Um, I don't know what order they're in. Hey, let's see what it does. I'm going to wait too long for um, it. 
why why what is it bent good question i have no idea maybe somebody likes it on their lap and banging on it it's a brand new keyboard that's a hundred i know what i know believe me i know what it is i know how much i still owe on that computer too <laughs> compliments concerns and suggestions or complaints of course, we prefer the complaint, the compliments. The others are just necessities at times. You just email us at feedback at dallasulc.com. That's feedback at dallasulc.com. Pretty simple, pretty easy way to go there. Compliments are always a good one, though. We like those. Join your church and leave a legacy of helping others. If you haven't done this, folks, please do it. Um, I, I get on every day. I put a little snippet on there. It's usually a, uh, a, a piece of scripture or a prayer. Um, why do I do that? Because it reminds me to pray for you. And I hope it reminds you to pray for me. And it just is a good way to keep your day going, get your day going, and, and kind of remember that your church is here for you always. Also, uh, if you ever want to tithe online, uh, tithe with your credit card, with your check account, with things like that, not with paper money, um, we don't have that ability to really uh, take credit cards here right now for the church. So here's where you do that. You can also set it up automatically. That way you don't have to remember every Sunday. It's automatically done. Boom, your tithing's done. That would be wonderful for the church. Moving on. Pray at DallasVLC.com. Pray at DallasVLC.com. Prayer requests, easy enough. Emails at pray at DallasVLC.com. Um, also, it's a great place if you want to have a service uh, dedicated to a loved one, either still here on earth or one who has moved on to the next realm. Uh, it's a great way to honor somebody, both living and dead. Uh, I, think that, uh, I, I think it's an honor when you get for graduation or your wedding anniversary or your, or your birthday, a, a service, a mass said in your name and your name in the bulletin, a little video done. and you know, It's kind of nice. I think it's, I think it's an honor to have that done. So you do that at pray at DallasVLC.com. You choose to remain anonymous. Uh, when you do your prayer, prayer request, choose to remain anonymous or give us your name. You can choose to have us uh, pray for you during our regular prayers. We pray every day here at Dallas University Life Church. Or you can have us add you to the prayer intercessions on Sunday and have the entire congregation pray for you on Sunday. You can, again, you can choose to remain anonymous or leave your name. Pray at DallasVLC.com. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Yes. Did you know we had a podcast? Oh my, so we have a podcast. Let me tell you something. If you haven't... I'm telling you, you got to check it out. Something new and fangled and just awesome. All these kids are doing it today. Um, yeah, well, you're moving right along, aren't you? You ready for you to get this over with? I'm preempting it going slow. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, we did. We're up to 12 now. So, uh, we have a podcast. It's, it's, it's our service here. Um, it's kind of nice. It's got some surprises in it every week. If you haven't heard our podcast before, go check it out. It's different than being here. It's different than watching us on YouTube. It's just different. I enjoy watching the podcast, or listening to the podcast more now because I don't, I'm, I'm so critical of, my, of what I do and what I'm doing and what I'm moving around. And, what I'm, and if, I, if I'm doing that watching myself, I'm not listening to what's being said. So, if I listen and just kind of you know, do my own thing, even I can be doing other things and listening to the podcast. Everybody here knows I do that and uh, ad nauseum, they get tired of hearing the the services have passed, but anyway, um, check out our podcast. Uh, all you have to do is search Your Path with Bishop Mark. Go to Your Path with Bishop Mark. And of course, you can hear us on all of these wonderful things uh, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Breaker, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Castbox, Overcast, and Anchor. Check it out, guys. Now, with podcast uh, greatness comes podcast need. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it costs money to run a podcast. It costs money to run a church. It costs money to, to, to do what we're doing. And we don't have any. Um, uh, we just had, uh, we're having some real computer problems. I know you, you all have been here the last few weeks with us. Uh, know that we've been really fighting it. And as you can see, we're still fighting it. Um, so we're going to get through it. 
but your help would help. So if you could help us out by supporting this podcast, that would be great. You simply go to um, uh, anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. Anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. There are three different tiers, 99 cents per month, 4.99 per month, or 9.99 per month. Um, they're all exactly the same thing. They don't do anything different for you. It's just based on what you think you can afford or what you can afford to help uh, the podcast out, uh, podcast out with. I mean, what, what is the podcast worth for you? Is it worth 99 cents? I hope so. You know, I, I hope we're worth more than that. But what, whatever you can afford to help us with, we would appreciate it because without you, we don't exist. This isn't the only way you can help, but you can, always, of course, go to, uh, always go to uh, DallasULC.com, and there's a giving page there where you can do it through PayPal or whatnot and choose whatever amount you'd like to give us. We appreciate every gift we get. Uh, we try and give back, you know, 100% plus on that to everybody else, and um, we hope you stick around, and we hope you'll help us do that, and we really need your support right now. Okay? All right. Dallas Pride is coming up. Let me tell you something. June the 2nd is 70 days away. That's it. 70 days. That's, that's when Dallas Pride is this year. Um, and it's at Fair Park. And we're in it. Um, so, you know, I want a strong showing. I do. It's our first time ever at Pride. Um, I, I, first time ever at Fair Park. It's the first time ever in June. It would be awesome if we had a, a great showing. I mean, we paid a lot of money for this spot in, in Pride, which is, which is good. That's fine. Um, it's going to be a great boost for us, I'm sure. And it's going to be a great experience for all of us as well. But I, I hope we have a good showing. I don't care if one of us, if it's just one of us, that's fine. Just one of us. But you know what? I, I, want, I, I would love to have a strong showing and really let people know, hey, there's something they're doing over there that I want to check out. I want to go see what they're, what they're going, what's going on with this Dallas Universal Life Church. What do they got different going on over there? And let's fill this place to the brim and get into a building. And that's our goal, one of them, right? I'm tired of looking at these worlds too. Believe me, I'm tired of being crowded in here too. I want my apartment back, my condo back. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, invite friends. Invite family. Invite coworkers. Get out there and tell them, hey, Pride, coming up. It's only 70 days. Trust me, it will be. You can bring the ladies too. Come on with it. They'll like, they'll like the atmosphere. Yeah, they love that. Come on, bring them all out. They'll come on out, have a good time with us. And you know what that might even do for you? You might even be able to, like, you know, bring them to church also. Oh. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing to do? Maybe. All right. Maybe. It's hard to pull them from the black screen of death. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if that was the last one or not. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. We're going to get through this computer thing. Guys, look, I mean, once again, that's anchor.fm slash support. I'm sorry, slash bishopmark slash support. Anchor.fm slash Bishopark slash support. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. So, what'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to keep? What would you like to get rid of? Justin, welcome back. Hello. Deacon Partain has decided to join us again after a bit of an absence, um, uh, sabbatical, if you will, uh, for personal reasons. Um, we're going to leave it at that um, and just welcome him back with open arms. So we're glad you're back today. Uh, what a hell of a day you chose to come back. 
uh, it was a rough one. Um, as you can see, we're having some trouble, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we're hoping that we can uh, woo you back to the dark side. <laughs> Uh, but that's all in good time. We're not going to rush into anything. We're just glad you're here back in the congregation. So what do you like, what do you not like, what do you want to keep, what do you want to get rid of? Let's go. What did we talk about today? What was our sermon about? It was about the, the fig tree. That's the, about it. I remember. The fig tree. About okay. bearing fruit. About the greatest sin was the name of the... Doing nothing. Doing nothing. How many of us have done that? Hello. I'm guilty. Very much so. We're a lazy society. We are. You know, we're, we're used to having it our way, and that's it, and that's, you know, boom, bang, bang, you know, that's it. This church has made me a lot less lazy. Uh, it made me seem like I'm a lot lazy with all the junk around here sometimes and the clutter, but I, 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 I never stop. You know, it's, I, I, I work all day long, I go to bed at night, until I work till I pass out, and I wake up the next morning, first thing I do is start working again. It's just it's crazy. There's just not enough hours in the day, so nothing my complaining. There never is. Mm -hmm. There are. There are. Okay. But doing nothing, you know, walking by those who need our help. We do it all the time. You know, it's not saying that you need to give money or you're, because we don't, I don't have it. I don't have a lot of money no, to give somebody. What is it saying? So it's like, I went to, when I went to California this last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, I think it was, we were at McDonald's, we were in, Sam, uh, we were in uh, Sacramento, stopped at McDonald's, and we're leaving, and there's this guy changing a flat tire, right? You know how they are. They, want them, they look like it was about to just bow over and collapse, you know? Yeah. What did I do? Oh, yeah. I was on a road trip, so I had my floor jack. Did I whip that thing out there for him? And <laughs> two seconds, even gave him my tire my, my iron. I wouldn't expect any different. And then, like, and then I come find out it wasn't even his car he was trying to fix. It was the, this chick that worked there, and it was Ashley. It's just like, that was really cool for you to do. I was like, that's how we do it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we do it here. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of stuff. I didn't really have to do that. No, you didn't have to. You know, we could we could go on our lives blinders on and ignore everything that happens around us. But you know, it's like I talk about this all the time. There's this little analogy I give about when you're walking down the street. Don't put your head down to the ground and don't put your eyes on the ground. Look up at people. Look at them in the eye. And even if you just nod. You know, acknowledge that they are there. Acknowledge that they're a person. Smile. Say, hey, what's up? How's it going? What's your day? Hi. Nice to see you. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey. You know, because that person that's walking by you may have been just laid off from his job, is going to lose his house, his children are going to foster care, he doesn't have any food, and he's going to go and jump off that bridge you just crossed. By you making that one little thing, it's not hard to do it. By you making that one little move, that one little thing, that one little gesture toward that person, you may have just saved that person's life. You don't even know it. The, the acknowledgement of their existence. People need that. You know, people at their darkest hour, they feel alone. They feel isolated. They feel like nobody understands, nobody cares, nobody sees them. And just that little bit, it costs you nothing to say hello. It costs you nothing to nod and, and acknowledge somebody else's existence. It costs you nothing. You know, sometimes it costs you a conversation that's maybe a little long-winded and, you know, yeah. but so what? You know, take it with a grain of salt. You might learn something, you know. Take a little time to, to be human and not stop. Get your face out of your phones out of your tablets, out of your TVs, out of your mo out of your computers. I look, acknowledge people. We are, a, we are a communal society. We are meant to be with each other, not to be, you know, in our books, in our computers, in our phones, and doing like this. We, we sit here all the time in this, and here, and, you know, after church and whatever, we're all... And we're texting each other. Come on. We're lazy. We're lazy. 
doing nothing. You, you know, who would have thought that doing nothing would be the, the major sin? That's the one. Sometimes it works out, man. Dude, like, I have thousands of these stories I can tell you because I try and do at least one a day. Like, if one I have means, so like... You're for, a saint. For instance, you know, I had gotten a lot of money, like, probably like four months ago when I was with my girl. We were at the Omni and everything. I got us a room, nice room. Anyway, she left. It was like 11 o'clock. We went, got, we went down. It was off of, whoa, 6.35 going over there to the, the Las Penas area, bridge, whatnot. Anyways, got the Taco Bell, came back. It was like 11 o'clock. all out Taco Bell, huh? Yeah, I did. But uh, I came back, and there was this car, you know, on the side of the road with the flashers on. I drove right past it. And, you know, I got to the light, and I was like, mm, you know what? I got some money on me. If I can help them, I'll probably be able to help them today because I got extra money on me. So what? I put it in reverse. Mm. You know, come find out she'd been there since 8.30. She'd run out of gas. She was, she was like, I thought you were going to just pass me up. But anyways, I drove down and got, I went and bought a gas can. I went and put a gallon in it. Came back all the way to her, you know, filled her up. And then she, she was all like, I said, don't, the part of the deal is you got to take the gas can because I don't want gas can in my car. So I go, oh, yeah, I'll take it. But she gave me $20. And I was like, you don't even have to do that, man. That's not even what it's about, right? And I spent less than that on the gas can and that. And you know, just the other day, you know, it was in the I was in a, a gas station. The Mexican lady, she barely spoke any English. I mean, uh, barely spoke any English. And there was these Arabian dudes that just weren't giving her the time of day. But she was trying to. She was asking her like, uh, and she was illiterate on technology. She had a smartphone, didn't know how to operate the GPS and Google, blah 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 blah. And she was asking them, where where's the uh, UPS store? And the guys just like blew her off and like told her get the hell out of the store if they're not if she's not buying anything, you know. And so. I was like, what's her number? And I got on my phone and I sent her I sent her the address and the directions. You know, I even checked up with her later that day, like at 5.30, I said, did you make it to the UPS store on time? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Thank you so much. You know? Well, listen, um, I mean, and, and the, the thing about that is it's, it's um, there are opportunities that, that are around us every single day to do those, those things. And we're not going to do all of them. We're not. You can't wear yourself out stopping and helping every person that needs it. But look, do it when you can. Yeah, yeah, all the time you can. Because let me tell you something. It's just like anything else in this world. It's going to be equaling out. Okay? We talk about that equaling out. I always do the little signs, equaling out, right? Well, it, you give it. You're going to need it at some point, and it's going to come back to you. It, you, you build up that. I call it building up that credit in the bank. You know, that, the good credit. Um, and it's, you know, you, you're lucky if you have it. Because when you don't, you know, you're stuck out there. And. Um, first place to start something like that is here at a church. You know, this is a great place to start doing those good things for people because what are we doing here? We're sharing our, our experience with each other. We're sharing our, sharing our faith with each other. We're sharing our, our, our good times and our bad times so that we can help each other understand what this is we're going through here and kind of get through it together and maybe grow together and maybe build our faith together and build this community together. And, and that's, that's, this is a great place if you don't find anything else, any other place to, 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 to help, which I'm, I don't know how you couldn't in a big city like this, but if you don't, right here's a good place to start. Now, I just want to put a little disclaimer with that. Look guys, your safety comes first, okay? You really need to, if, if there's a, a roadside assistance issue, it's on the highway or whatever, don't put yourself in, in danger to help somebody else, because if you're both dead, you did no good, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't get involved in a situation where you could be hurt um, in dangerous areas and things like that. Don't stop and just talk to people that, you, you know, this is when the don't talk, talk to strangers things come in that your kid, your parents always told you. Use your brain. You know, you have to be able to discern the situation. The ladies that I help. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, Understand. <laughs> yeah, no ulterior motive there, yeah, right? The old lady, the old, they could be old too. They don't matter. You know, the grandmas are just as good to shoot up. Just, I, all I'm trying to say is just be careful as well. You know, watch yourself. Don't be the one who's helping who turns into a victim. Okay? All right. We don't have a lot, there's not a lot to talk about this. I mean, this is pretty simple. This is, you know, don't do nothing. Look, nothing? look, folks, your life here is finite. Your life here does not go on forever. It's one chance. Each second that goes by you've lost, you'll never get it back again. Believe me, I know that all too well. I have regrets out the wazoo about what I could have been, what I could have done, what I, and what I didn't. I'm, I'm very grateful for what I have based on what I gave in. Because I don't, I don't think I, I mean, what I have today I'm, uh, is more than most, than anybody should have. I mean, this is, yeah, you just give it to me. Than you, you have more than what you should have considering on who you, like, just the person who you are, you've got to, if you, No, no, I, I feel that I'm, I'm, lost millions of I'm dollars probably, the help probably, from stupidity of probably. others, but, and not even, no. not even seeing the slightest bit of the light of the, Oh, I, I've lost a lot. I have, but I've. But look at what I look at I what I have what still. Oh, look at what I still have. No. Every week I get to come in here and, and sit with my friends. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get. I wasn't trying to say like. It's, I know. Like, I know you weren't. Like, I got you. That's what I'm going with it. I mean, hey. Definitely not on the bottom of the barrel. No. And I have a lot of people to thank for that. Yeah. And but it's also a lot of work, and it does require that I maintain a certain, mm -hmm. you know level of not not uh, level of, of of what i have to do in my life i mean i have to take care of myself if this is going to stay here again same thing here take care of yourself don't give away all your money and then end up being the one need to be helped okay these are warning signs because i see it in churches all the time you get these little ladies who decide they're going to be you know they're going to be the, the helper and, and give and give and give and give because they want to get back they want you know, jesus to love them and they jesus already loves you Okay, you if you if you can't take care of yourself, if you're coming to the one that's needy, needy, you can't help anybody else. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. Make sure you have the basics. Then you can. But it doesn't cost anything to say hi or hello or what's up to somebody. Look them in the eye. Okay. Um, get some people here for pride. Easter's coming up. I, I wanted to put this little announcement in. Um, we're having the potluck again this year, and we're going to have some awesome food. Um, I'm warning you. We're going to have some awesome food. I'm not telling you all the secrets, but we're going to have some awesome food. So y'all need to come up with a plate. Y'all need to come up with a plate. You've got to come up with a plate to cook for uh, Easter. That's called, we call that, by the way, we call that week in, in our vernacular, in, in staffing vernacular, church staff vernacular. See, it's called Holy Week normally. It's what everybody else calls it, Holy Week. Because you, know, you, have, you, have, you have good, you, know, you have um, Palm Sunday, and then you have uh, Holy Thursday, and then you have Good Friday, and then you have Easter. Well, unfortunately, not in a, don't take this derogatory, but, but in, in kind of the, the pastors and whatnot, they call it Hell Week, yeah, well, because it is it's 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 rough. It's a week from hell, and, and it wears it wears you out emotionally alone. It's a very emotional week. I don't even I barely remember most of that. It's a very emotional week, but it's so fast paced, and you've got to move so quickly to get the next service going, and then you have that big finale of Easter. You know, and it's just the expectations are high, and da, da, da. it's 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 a. Port it's, I'm thinking about going to Port so you're not going to be here for Holy Week. I don't know. It's so debatable. You're going to miss know. out on some hellacious food, man. Easter with your buddies. Easter with your family here. Okay, I'll yeah. try to convince you. Yeah, I'll try to convince you. We want some of your cooking too. I'd like for you to cook your dish for potluck. Shit, so. then I'll never be able to get away from here. Yes, that's how good it is. 
Good catch on that one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good save. Do y'all have anything you need to share with me? I, really, I mean, look, this is pretty simple. Anyway. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing, don't do nothing, don't do nothing. Don't be, don't be lackadaisical, don't be lazy. You'd think it'd be simple. You'd think it'd be, it is simple. Is it easy? It's just like life. Life is very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. It's not easy at all. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's simple. Yeah. Living a good life is simple. It's kind of like smiling and frowning. It takes how many muscles to smile and how many muscles to frown. Mm -hmm. The good life is easy, yeah, it's it it simple. But it's not easy. It's not. It's not, it's not easy street. It's not easy street. Absolutely, you do. You have to be. I'll go out of my way. You're trying to get every word in there, aren't you? You might be bleep, bleep, bleeping out. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you also have to go out of your way to be nice to people. And that's what I'm trying to say here. Smile. God gave you a smile. Smile. Quit frowning. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's all right. I'm like hey, it's okay. It's all good. You just kind of forgot where you were for a second. I think. <laughs> All right, guys, look, it was a long day. It was a long service. I appreciate your patience with us. Um, we're working on getting this resolved. Um, Justin has agreed to kind of help us a little bit with, with what he can on the computer and see if we can get it fixed, something or some solution, something, something out there. We'll get something going. I mean, we, can, we don't have to have the computer do service. We don't. It's a luxury. It, it really is, but it helps so, so much. It does. Today. Oh, it does. And it's so nice. It's easier for everybody to follow along and whatnot. We got to fill it, didn't you? I know, it died. That's okay. That's all right. We got most of it. That's it, guys. Right. Let's close this out in prayer. This is a thing you don't know about yet. We do this every Sunday now. You said something here. It's kind of nice. So we're going to close this out in prayer, and then we'll move on with our Sunday. I'm kind of hungry, so I want to yeah. get something to eat and um, clean this mess up and see if we can get some solutions to all our little problems here. So anybody else want to say the prayer today besides me? Uh -uh. Okay. I'm good. Okay, let's do this. Father in heaven, thank you for the opportunity again to come together as a family and hear your word without any fear of judgment or any fear of uh, discrimination, allowing us the freedom to learn how to live our lives as you wish us to. Help us to not do nothing. It's a tough one, and it's easy to fall into watching TV and laying on the couch and eating bonbons and doing whatever. But help us to get out there and be proactive and be the Christians we're meant to be, to be Christ-like, not lying on the couch, but walking the streets and spreading your word. Lord, we ask you to watch over our families this week. We ask that you help us with our computer issues. I know it's not on your top on your list, but Lord, we really would appreciate it. And Lord, we ask that you pray for those who are still out there who um, need a place like this. And we hope that you help them find our door and help them to hear your word here. Uh, we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get this room cleaned up. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. See you next week at 3 o'clock.